Yellow. Come on, Asan. Come on, Asan. Come on, VIP. You son of a gun. Let's go, though. It's VIP lunch Q&A, everybody. Yes, it is. Also, babe, this is what it would look like if we had our own morning show, like a real one. Could we please get a real morning show? Look how good we look. If there is someone from the morning show community, but not the ones that happen inside of the home office. No, 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 like the real ones. Send me a note. Yeah, like look at at us. We could be having coffee. Regis and... And Kelly. Yeah, but before Regis and Kelly. Kathy Lee. Come on, that's the OG. Man, he was there to weather the storm with Frank. Anyway... Let's keep going. Wow, I didn't think you were going to go into that. We went to that. a dark spot. That's, it's this VIP is a lunch. lunch. This is lunch. This is where we're supposed to be answering questions from our VIP community. Thank you guys so much for being here. We hope that you are loving what's happening so far. I'm loving it. I am loving I'm it. I'm literally watching it upstairs just like, this is so cool. This is very cool. And also, I had no concept of what to expect. And so it's blowing my non-existent expectations totally away. Yeah. I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. Um, I'm glad we're matching. We are matching. Your job in this, you're supposed to be my moderator. Uh, Welcome to this portion of the question answer period. I will be asking, Rachel will be answering. Leanne is asking, I would like to know how Rachel is handling workloads with her team. We have a tough environment of new challenges and lots to do, but many people and are less productive with young children staying at home. Yeah. My workplace is saying the right things, but then in practice, asking for a lot from us. I'd love to know how the Hollis company is managing this. Yeah, I mean, I think we can both speak to this right now. That first week, Leanne, we made the decision to go virtual. That was pretty freaky. (laughs) It was pretty scary. We'd never done that before. And actually there's a really good podcast that I did with Amy Porterfield from that first week because she has only ever had a team that is virtual. So in that podcast, she talks through the best tools and tactics and things that, so that might be helpful for you. But I think, uh, for us, it's like, get your work done. Is, is kind of the goal is like, okay, we know we have a lot of people on staff who have young children. And I'm like, I am not asking you to put in eight hours right now. There's not even a way that I could make sure that you're doing that. But it's, can you handle the workload that's in front of you? And frankly, I don't care if you do it in the morning before the kids wake up and then we don't hear from you until after they go to sleep. It's just, can you continue to do that thing? And if you can't, cool, just over-communicate is our rule. Over-communicate where you are and what you need to do so that we as leaders can help you if you need help. One of the gifts of one of the gifts of this uh, quarantine that will be a long-lasting thing that we look back on five years from now and say, man, that was a game changer, is how systems being put in place because of the disconnected nature of our team are allowing for communication, accountability, and productivity. So Asana as a thing that we're using as a tool, it it, it was a thing we were using, but not as religiously as we're using now. So finding some kind of framework to actually 
organize what you're going to do, assign what needs to be done to certain people, and then hold them accountable yeah. has been really important. That's a good point. And I would say also why it works. Like we are, this is not an ad, but we do love Asana. It's been really helpful for us because every single person on our staff has objectives that they're working toward. And we can really easily see where they are with that objective. So it, that's why I don't, like if you're spending the day with your kids, and yes, you should, because you have a two-year-old who needs you, well then, oh my gosh, go do that. And as long as that objective gets handled, that's all that matters. That's right. All right. Janine is asking, Rachel, what are some strategies for caring for home educating due to COVID-19 and empowering for kids? She has nine, six, four, and two. That's a close span while working a full-time job, managing a household and trying to be an intentional wife and partner. Stop it. (laughs) just no I mean like I love you Janine and I love this like intention behind trying to be the very best version of you this is not a season where you try and be all things to all people this is not a season where you're like I'm gonna go hard on momming and I'm gonna learn to be um you know a teacher and I'm gonna do this work that I'm supposed to do and I'm gonna clean the house and I'm gonna like all of that this is man it's amazing, but you're, do, you're, you're being asked, what's being asked of most of us right now is to do more with less resources. Yeah. So I would say, it's like Dave's talk earlier, what are those beliefs that you have? What are those core values that you hold as a person or as a family? Those are the things that matter and everything else can fall away. I was talking to Anna, one of the women that called in yesterday, I was talking to her about, um, she's like, you know, how, but what if the kids and they're not, the, what are, and I'm like, look, I can't, I just can't, I can't. And I'm not going to try and turn myself into someone that I'm not right now because that's going to make me miserable and bitter and it's going to hurt us and it's going to hurt my baby. So I have to stick with what are our core values. And if that means that they get extra screen time right now, like they do. So the first thing I would say is just to be graceful. And then the second thing is, When you're looking for strategies, only look for strategies that help you accomplish those core values better. Not how do I do everything better, but if one of your core values is, man, I really do care about their nutrition. I want to make sure that they're still eating right and whatever else. Well, then great. Look for tactics around how to do that really, really well. And I'll just throw out one thing you didn't ask, but self-care has to be the number one priority, period, because you can't do any of the things on that list if you aren't taking care of yourself first. It is not selfish. It is a requirement to be able to show up well for every other person that you had on that list. Cammie, Cammie. Cammie says, my event design business that is all conferences and large events is all canceled and postponed. I had a passion for education, so I'm building my education platform, podcast, courses, coaching. Great. What are some of the things I can be doing as the CEO of my company to get back going in this new way with my team? So, Cammie, I think that you're asking, how do I implement? Like, I've decided, you've decided to pivot because you have to. That's what you're doing as leader. You've decided to pivot. And so I think what you're asking is, how do I get the team to pivot with me? So I'll tell you guys, the very first week, um, we went into we went into working virtually, and then the next Tuesday, which is when we have our all hands meeting, we came together for Hoco Combo, and I was just like, "Here is the plan." Now, normally we function as a team as more of a like, "What do you guys think? Let's come together, let's brainstorm." No, not in crisis. In crisis, you become something that's called. There's like a peacetime general. 
like you're the general of the troops in peacetime, um, is, acts very differently than a general of the troops in wartime. And so for me, I'm like, wartime general, this is a crisis. Nobody gets an opinion here. Seriously. That's how I came at it. I was like, these are our five core objectives. These are the only things that we do at this company right now. If you did not work on these five things before, guess what? You just got a new job. This is the only thing that we are going to do because if we don't focus, if we don't get intense, if we don't let go of everything else that we were working on and grow as quick as we can in terms of revenue and cash flow right now, we won't exist. So nobody, and I wasn't rude. I hope that I was like motivational about it, but I didn't, I had it all mapped out. So there would be no questions. And I was just like, this is what we're doing. A lot of the people who helped pull this together, we have people here like customer service. We have people from all different departments who've never worked on anything like this before, but they were on the task force that went against this objective. So I came up with five objectives for our company. I built five different task forces around those five objectives and we moved and we we move fast and it has worked. Renee Brown's line, to be clear is to be kind. I mean, like Rachel was very, very clear, but also in like being honest about what was happening, painted a picture of hope. Yeah. So I think you have to be able to hold like, this is what is happening. That's this real. is why what is happening is hard. But also this is actually the way we're, way we're going to get to a place that is going to make this for us and not something that compromises us. Yeah. And I think as a leader, I take, and I'll talk about this later in my keynote, but I take very seriously the responsibility of leadership and feeling like um, it's not their job to worry. I never want my team to worry ever. And so I had to be able to speak truthfully to them about what was happening, but also in a way that was like, we're going to be fine. You, if you listen, if you work with this plan, if you help us move this forward, we will all be fine because we will all take care of each other. But... I also had to be very honest about what we were looking at. Like, y'all have to understand that things are shifting and changing, and that means less money coming in. And if less money is coming in, what does that do for our team? And so I was very honest about the ramifications of not doing what we were trying to do. Like, hey, guys, if we don't make these moves, if we don't go really hard and focus on things that serve our community in a new and different way, we won't have as much revenue. If we don't have as much revenue, we could be fine. We can float for nine months, but not much longer than that. How long is this going to last? Yeah, so so it was not done in a way to scare anybody, but I was more honest about what was happening than I have been before, for sure. All right, Nick has a question. I know in me, I made for more, but I don't know what that is. I have dreams and I know I'd love to be on a platform helping others, but I can't pinpoint what or where I will be doing it. Do you have any advice on helping me find out what it is that I'm meant to be doing? Nick. Nick. Okay, I got to call you out, Nick, because if you have um, the idea that you're made for more, it's in a specific area. What this, if my gut right now, if I'm looking at this right now, my gut is like, you know what you're called to do, but you're embarrassed to put it out there. You're like, you're really into makeup tutorials. You're really into playing guitar. You're really into anime. You're really into, like, you're like, I have the calling to do to talk about this thing that I care about, but nobody's going to care about this thing that I care about. Or I'm going to try it and I'm going to suck at it, right? So, 
I, I want to challenge you a little bit. Oftentimes people who come, I get this question a lot. That's why I'm pushing back on you is people are like, I'm called for something, but I don't know what it is. And then I keep unpacking, unpacking, unpacking. It's like, well, what they really want to do is start their own YouTube channel where they play Fortnite and they videotape themselves. <laughs> but they're like, but that would be stupid. I'm like, why? There's a bajillion people who are super into the thing that you're into. And even if only four of them liked the content that you were putting out, it would serve a purpose and it would make your heart happy. And there's like 12 year olds right now who are making millions of dollars doing the thing that you think is stupid. So either it's that you think the idea that you have doesn't have value. And let me just dispel that right now. It does because it has value to you. Um, or I will tell you like the four the, the Venn diagram of Venn diagrams, what is the thing that you have personal passion for? What is the thing that you are really great at? What is a thing that brings needed light to this world? And what is a thing that you can actually make some money at? And if you were to draw a circle, draw a circle, draw a circle, and find a place where those four things come together, that has for me been a, a way to try and follow that for unlocking something that I'm great at, that I love, that helps other people, and that I can make some money at. Yeah. All right. Natalie asks, what is the balance of being an overly positive person in this time where positives can seem insensitive? Well, I think it's more about how you push that positivity out into the world. I think it feels insensitive when you don't have empathy for the fact that other people have circumstances where they don't have the opportunity to practice the positivity that you do. So I think you should, for yourself, always be as positive as you are and live that out because that is your truth. But I do think that we have to temper some of that right now because there are people that are hurting. And I'm sure that you know people in your life who are, but if you don't, then I'll tell you, 22 million people filed for unemployment in the last four weeks. 30 now. 30, <laughs> yeah. geez. 30 million people filed for unemployment. And there are people who are sick. There are people who are scared. There are people who are struggling financially. And so I think that the positivity for you, Natalie, needs to come from a place of like, here are the steps that I'm taking to hold on to this belief. And here's, it's, it's not this sort of like blind, like, it's all going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Nothing's, because that's not real. The reality is it won't be okay every day for every single person. So I would cling to more, um, like when I talk about my own positivity and I've gotten pushback for that, especially in this season, my thing is I don't have a choice. I cannot put my head under the covers. I can't hide away from this. I can't ignore what's happening. I have a team who is counting on me. I have children who are counting on me. I have a partner that is counting on me. And so if I'm going to have to show up my nature and the person that I am is going to show up with joy. That's who I am. I am a Pollyanna. I look for the positive in every situation. That is who I am. But I wouldn't go um, necessarily push that into other people's faces. I would try and do it with, with thoughtfulness. All right. Casey is asking, what is your piece of advice for someone that can't live their life to the fullest because of family pressure to be someone else? <sighs> <laughs> Stop it. Here we go. That's going to be my advice for every person. Uh, it sounds like, Casey, you're asking me permission to be who you are. And so if you need me to give you permission to be who you are, here it is. You were made exactly as you were made for a reason. I believe that your creator made you exactly this way for a reason. 
And every single day that you don't live into that truth is not only denying who you are, but is also denying who your creator made you to be. And, you know, I put a post up the other day on Instagram that might be something for you to check out. But this idea of um, not everybody will support us through every leg of our journey. And that's okay because we are all on different journeys. And that means even family right? Even family sometimes. And for different reasons where even our family has not understood choices that we've made, or you want to move to Texas or like all sorts of things that we've gotten negative pushback. And I certainly, if you have never had a chance to read Girl Stop Apologizing, um, I certainly lived a kind of double life for a very long time where I am a very ambitious person. I love my work. I'm so proud of what we've done at Hollis Co. But if you had met me at a party eight years ago and asked me what I did, I would be like, oh, I'm I'm a blogger. Like I would never have told you what I had accomplished or what I had done because where I come from, good girls don't start companies. Good girls aren't the CEO. Good girls don't do those things. And so I lived kind of this half life for a very long time. And I can tell you, Casey, it's not easy. And it's not to say that you will have all the support when you make the decision to be yourself, but it is the most freeing experience in the entire world. And not only that, your possibility, your potential, your world will explode when you have the courage to be who you are. I will, I will just say I left a thing that identity-wise, my circle, my family, every person I had as friends had a lot of value assigned to. And so when I decided to leave head of sales at Disney to come do this work with Rachel, if I'd polled every one of them, not one person would have said, yep, that sounds like a good idea. It wasn't that they uh, weren't interested in me having a full life. It didn't make sense to them because what I wanted to pursue lived outside of a framework that they were still living inside of. And I will tell you, the legacy of the rest of my life is being written as of two years ago when I die. They will not even mention the fact that I spent 20 years in entertainment. They will talk only about what started when I was 43 years old. Go write your legacy. Come on, Casey. Come on, Casey. Come on. All right. uh, Taylor is asking, do you have advice on when returning back to work and being around negative people once more? I'm thriving in my own positive energy. So... Oh man, this is a good one, right? We've talked a lot about having to walk into situations with family or friends that we knew were going to be negative. What do you call it? The vacuum shock? The shop vac of good times. Shop vac of good times where you sort of go into a room and someone sucks all of the joy out of everything. Uh, We have some of those people in our life because we're related to them, not because we chose them. But we have to be mindful of that. So we literally will have, like there are times we've gotten out of the car at Thanksgiving and we'll literally like hype, like, come on, come on. We'll hype each other up like football players. We're like, jump up and down. And we're like, come on, get, because it's a real thing. I'm not kidding. That's why I teach you guys to do five, four, three, two, one and change your energy and change your mood. Because there's something that happens when you are physically preparing yourself to walk into a space with people that you know are going to have some negative attitude because it is real and you do have to control that energy. Maybe it's something that you practice right now while you are in quarantine. The next time you have a Zoom call or you got to get on the phone with someone that you know is going to be negative. Hey, this is a great opportunity for me to not let this person make my energy slump. Yeah. What is it? Make your own weather? Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, what's his name? 
I don't remember. Uh, hold on. That's Very wanted, famous. I, that's why I was asking you. What is his name? Hold on. It's Come like on. Stephen Covey. Stephen Covey. Said, carry your own weather. Yeah. Meaning, uh, it doesn't matter if someone else is in Eeyore and they've sort of got that rainy cloud over their head. You get to decide what the weather is. You get to decide if it's sunny. So carry your own weather. All right, Ali is asking, what's your best advice for essential workers who are working crazy hours but still want their personal growth journey to continue? I used to work out every day to do meal prep, but I haven't been able to because of my work schedule. Man. Well, it's like, I love that you're so reaching for this idea of growth. I think it just has to, it might have to come, you might have to just choose one. Right. Like it, it's it will probably be very difficult with as many hours as you're working and as much stress is going on for you to still do all the things you were doing, like the meal prep and the working out and the whatever. So what would it look like for you to just pick one thing? Remember your core value, what really matters to you that you can effectively control. So my gut says if I had to pick one thing for you, I don't know what you do, but if you're an essential worker, I'm wondering if that means that you're doing a lot more physical activity than you normally do. So like our nurses, our doctors, people at grocery stores, they're just literally moving a lot more. So if I had to choose something for you, I would choose that meal prep. I would make sure that you're getting that great nutrition that is so important to you, that's going to keep you healthy, make your immune system strong, make you feel really good. Like that's, I would choose one thing. So I would be like, hey, I'm going to get my nutrition and my water. If maybe you're not doing a lot of physical activity, maybe that's the thing that you choose, but just choose one because that's something you can effectively carry out and the traction of that for you. Meaning I can do this consistently. I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but I can do this consistently over and over. And there's value in this for me. Instead of trying to do all the things, try and do one thing. In uh, in the next 90 challenge this next week, we're talking about the like essentials. And one of the things yes. in the coaching that comes out on Monday morning, I end up talking about this idea of front loading. And so if in the midst of being an essential worker where your ability to make good choices, good choices in real time when the circumstance of your day maybe leaves you emotionally fatigued to make great choices, if you're able to, on a Sunday, on a Saturday, make some decisions about meal prep, make some decisions about the kind of things that you'd like to have happen. Maybe you engineer the possibility of them being a thing that you can do. I, I, I tend to agree, though, in like not trying to do everything because, man, grace. But also, if you do want to try and accomplish more of the things on the list, maybe planning for them in an objective environment that isn't in, like overwhelmed with what you're actually experiencing on Thursday after yeah. a long shift uh, helps in a little bit of a way. Yeah. All right, JoLynn, 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 JoLynn. This is exactly what our show would be like. That by the is, way. man. Where are the network people? What's a network? Uh, what is the one thing Rachel and Dave have learned in quarantine that they will continue to bring into their life out of quarantine? What popped into my head first was I had no idea that I was capable of getting myself into the physical shape that I am in right now. That is true. I could do a push-up right here. I, I you mean, want? I mean, we can. I'm we not sure that that's what contest. lunch is for. I mean, but, but still. And I don't say that in a like, oh, look at me. But I, my whole life, I think I've probably had a bit of a limiting belief that in order to like be super fit – that you had to have a trainer, that you had to do certain things in order for that to be true, that like you needed someone else yeah. to help you. And obviously, like I've gone on the journey with running and I've gotten, but 
we have taken on doing more physical, longer workouts, more uh, because we're building up for the app, which you're going to hear about in a minute, but also because it's that or drink. I'm going to just be straight up with you. <laughs> I'm either going to work out more or I'm going to drink more. And we know one of those is good for me and one of those is not. And so I am, I'm blown away. You, okay, come here. Get in close, girls. This guy, uh, you can't see what's under this shirt. And Get, you're not allowed you know to. You're it, not allowed to. That's, that's for not me what and this the lunch Lord. is about. That's for me and the Lord. Get but here's here. the thing. He put on that tank top the other day, you know, the muscle tank that's in the shop right now. And I was like, what is happening to your body? I didn't even know his body did the things it's doing. I'm blushing. No, I mean. I'm blushing. I know that's not what you wanted. You wanted, like, closer to God, but I'm closer to Dave's pecs. <laughs> The thing, the thing that I, the thing that I will say uh, that I hope more than anything, I think we've been afforded this gift of what doesn't matter, because so That's many good. things that I thought mattered, uh, you know, maybe they still mattered in week two, maybe they mattered a little bit less in week four. Here we are, week seven, they don't matter. And so, what I want to like good. stay connected to and remember as things come out of, you know, we're going to come into a new normal. It's not going to be the old normal, but as we get into whatever the new normal is, I want to stay connected to the things that no longer matter. Goodbye. I am free. Uh, That's really good. I hope everybody is able to connect to that too. All right. Last question. Is this the last question? This it says last this is the last question. question. It's in red. All right. Skylar is saying, uh, What tips do you have to keep your energy up? At home. So, okay, I'm gonna. I'll talk a bit more about this in, in my afternoon because I'm gonna talk about consistency too. But five to thrive. If you don't know what our five to thrive is, please be part of our next 90 day challenge. It's totally free. Theholisco.com forward slash next nine zero. Super easy. Mm -hmm. um, but five to thrive are these five things that we do every single day: drinking water, um, practicing gratitude. Those are really helpful. But a couple of things. One. We're doing five, four, three, two, one. We're doing this like instant energy burst throughout the day, 30 seconds of dancing. If you set an alarm on your phone, hello. If you set an alarm on your phone every hour to just, you hear that alarm go off and you're like five, four, three, and you go right for 30 seconds, that will help to keep your energy up. Also, the biggest thing you really want to know is what you're eating. What you're eating right now is so, there's so much in what you're eating that is going to give you energy or deplete you. Are you eating things that are spiking your blood sugar and then you're having a huge crash and so you feel like you need caffeine? Like there's so much, there's a billion books on this. You can look it up. Um, really good nutrition. Make sure you're staying hydrated, making sure that you're getting sleep and then actively that's why I've been wearing a pedometer. This is not an Apple Watch. I'm not that fancy. It's just a pedometer that counts my steps. And if I don't move for an hour, it just will buzz on my wrist. And I'll literally stand up at my desk and, like, do something, right? So <laughs> Music is a good one. And music sure. is the best. Yeah. What are yours? Uh, I mean, I just being able to get a sense of normal every once in a while has been something that helps me feel a certain way, which keeps my energy up. So, like, I'll go on a 10-minute drive which is not like alone. alone, yeah. but just like get in the car, drive for 10 minutes, have the music playing the window down. I have sunflower seeds for some reason that makes me feel normal. And in like having that experience, it grounds me in like, oh, everything's gonna be okay. I feel normal again. That's one. The habit stacking thing has been a big thing. Yeah, where, talk about this. Uh, every single time, like, so I'm drinking, like hopefully everybody else is, their body weight, half their body weight in ounces of water. I'm trying to go for about a, a gallon and a half a day. I drink a lot of water. I have to go to the bathroom like you do all the time. 
And I've decided that every time I go to the bathroom, I am going to do 20 push-ups before I wash my hands. The floor is dirty, my hands are dirty, double dirty, wash your hands. But there is something in just physically exerting myself every hour or so that keeps me feeling energized. I mean, I don't even like to go to the bathroom anymore because I know I got to do the dang push-ups. Yeah. But when I do he'll, them... He'll literally be like, oh, uh, I don't want to go to the bathroom because I got to do my push-ups. Yes. But that's also pecs. Pecs. I was only going for one peck. You can have both. Who knew? Push-ups. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think that's the end of our Q&A. Is that really the end of our Q&A? Yeah. Uh, we're going to be back in just a few minutes. Um, I honestly... If you have ever pushed a baby out of your body, right now is the time to go use the restroom because Chris and I are going to kick your butts <laughs> with an at-home workout. When we come back, get your hearts ready. You will pee your pants a little bit. It's just fine. Um, so go. You've got just a, a couple minutes to go. Get your life right. Drink some water. Say a prayer, whatever, and then meet back. We're going to do a workout, and then we're going to finish this day strong. Stay with us. We still have Eric Thomas. We still have John Maxwell. I've got two keynotes coming Jen in for Hatmaker. you. Jen Hatmaker. talking about. Um, we're going to talk about consistency. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about parenting. So many great things. We'll see you guys in just a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 